0: Starting recording. Hello, Josh. Mike. Mike. So we are not together on this uh, fine Monday evening uh, because we have family issue uh, things going on. I'm guessing, you know, we live far away. But, uh, Lots of family uh, stuff. And my whole family got sick this weekend. Oh, boy. That's not fun.
1: No, it's not fun at all. You know about that. If stuff, I was your though. neighbor,
0: I would have brought you over some homemade chicken noodle soup. The the 405
1: is a long and daunting drive, and I'm proud of us, like how often we've been able to get together, interview yeah. people, have meals. That's been like a major accomplishment.
0: I agree. But this just wasn't it wasn't in the cards this week. And uh, we have a lovely interview coming up, uh, Paige Kennedy, who uh, I met for the first time doing the podcast. You've worked with him on Backstrom, correct? yes. And uh, he has some, he is a charismatic man. He's got some pretty hilarious stories talking about hanging out with John Francis Daly when when John was younger and eating macaroni and cheese and hot dogs and Paige kind of acting like a child and living in his house with him. Uh, he has always wanted to be a movie star. He's pretty funny in the social media world on Vine. And he talks about that a little bit um, and just kind of his way that he Got into this business, I mean, sneaking on to, the, I think it was Paramount or some lot, to, pretending to be a courier and uh, getting his first audition, which led to his first job
1: yeah he's 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 just a real funny guy i don't think uh i don't think Paige has stopped talking since i met him and like the people who just love and cherish uh you know his his fans continue to get younger and younger and he's just like a really fun energetic uh guy who loves life and um i i really enjoyed this uh this interview and so i hope everyone listening to second meal will enjoy it too
2: Welcome to Second Meal, a podcast where we discuss life, the industry, food, and what it means to live and work in Los Angeles. We're your hosts, Michael Grant Terry and Josh Levy. Sit back and enjoy a second meal. We're not on. Our oh, show. we're always on. Are you lying. No, we're rolling. Swear to God. Why not? Really? Yeah. Oh. Don't worry about it. It's just a conversation. Oh okay. yeah, we we'll like yeah, start. Yeah.
1: We edit it. It's we edit it
2: in, so don't worry. It's not gonna be like <laughs> he
3: was like,
1: Yeah, you I know when you know.
2: talk about cheating on your wife, that's on there. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We got that. Whatever so, you want that you don't want to have on there, you, just tell us. <laughs> if something
0: comes out inadvertently, you know that murder uh, we, we, that you just can, told yeah, uh we, we, that you did by did, mistake? We can cut that part out. Yeah, we'll
1: cut it out later. <laughs> we'll we'll put it up for special.
0: Yeah, we'll edit it just for a couple
2: dollars. Um so wait, what do you do? Why are you here? I'm an actor. I know you. We've never met before. (laughs) Why are you here on your own? Uh, You and I inadvertently have like worked with the same people because I worked on Bones for eight years. Oh, were and that's how we met. And then would you work on Bones as an actor? As an actor, yeah. But you did an episode of Bones, but I I wasn't in that. I was one of the interns on the show, like one of the people in the lab. Oh, okay. I'm sure you watched every episode. So you were with Eugene. (laughs) Yeah, Eugene's one of my best friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eugene already did this. Eugene was just
3: on uh, the rookie.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you know Eugene? Everybody knows Eugene. First of all, I'm a black
3: actor, and all black actors know Know Eugene. And uh, isn't isn't Eugene from Detroit? No, he's from Philly. Oh, yeah. Did he do? He didn't do your episode of Bones with you, did he? No, no. I I was only um, on my only person that I was in the scene with was the main guy, David. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: but you do know John Francis Daly. Oh yeah, that's my dog.
3: Yeah, how do you how do you know him? Well, I he's probably John Francis Daly is probably the first actor I met here because uh as soon as I got here <clears throat> so I came from graduate school where I was uh doing Shakespeare, uh at University of Delaware. And I ended up leaving there and coming here and I, I didn't I didn't have nothing, I didn't have an agent, I had nothing. I was just sleeping on a friend from college, like uh, my undergrad, he was a theater major. I was like, yo, I'm trying to come there. He was like, come sleep on my couch. I was sleeping on his couch, and a month after I got here, auditioned for, I snuck into an audition at Sony Studios (laughs) for a pilot. So I have my boy Casey Zeman, who was also another um, amazing, he was my favorite actor and undergrad uh, at Western Michigan University. He had just got to um, L.A. as well because he was coming here for pilot season. Now, he had an agent, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, yo, Casey, man, can you drive me to Sony Studios so I can, like, sneak in his audition? He's like, "Uh, okay. So he drove me to Sony Studios, and we told them, I pulled out, I was like, hi, I'm making a delivery to Deborah Borilski casting (laughs) and... They're like, okay. I have no idea why I take two people to deliver some shit. Yeah. But at, <laughs> this is pre 9 11 so they just yeah. let us go in. We went in, and you know, I go into these offices, and there's two offices next to each other, and I'm like, okay, we don't want the assistant. We want to try to talk to the actual casting director. So it was the casting director's office, and then the assistant office was right next to it. The assistant just came out immediately. I was like, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, we hear here to audition for the Kennedys. And she was like, we're not even auditioning yet. Like, <laughs> I, uh, um, I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, I want to give you my headshot resume. She took that and she looked and she saw the resume and she saw there was no right, agency yeah. attached to it. So yeah. she was like, are you representing yourself? I was like, yeah. And she just kind of, like, looked at me like I was, like, shady. And he was like, oh, here's mine, too. <laughs> and then Casey, <laughs> Casey just handed his turn. Man, she was like, uh, all right. Like, she was about to kick us the hell out. Um, Anyway, so we left. And I think maybe five days later, she called and was like, hey, we want you to come in and meet with the casting director. That's- so I was like, okay. and 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 ironically enough... My boy Casey got called back, too, to read for John's part, um, which is the, the story is basically this family called the Kennedys is Randy Quaid, Pamela Reed. Um, <clears throat> they're from Boston, and I'm the daughter's fiance, so I'm like always there at the house. You know what I mean? That's that's the premise right. uh, of the show. It was a comedy. Um, anyway, I went back, I auditioned for the casting director. Uh No, I auditioned for the assistant first and then the casting director all in the same day and then they told me to come back again for like producers and I don't know what's going on. This is my first audition. I ain't had nothing. I don't know shit about shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm just I, I'm I ain't got no care in the world I ain't thinking about nothing and and they just laughing so hard I'm barely doing anything I'm like super <laughs> monotone and and like subtle and they laughing I'm like is this this easy so bruh. By the time I auditioned with the producers, uh, I went out to a car that my uncle let me use to to even get there, this raggedy car that barely made it there. They called there it was like, we want you to test. And I was like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> test what? <laughs> um, and she asked me if I had someone to, to negotiate my deal. Uh, I had a meeting with an agent as soon as I got here, that was from one of my friend, Greg Winner's agents, he got me a meeting with them and they basically told me, you know, I ain't had no credits. So it's like, oh, you should go do student directed films right. and black. and I'm stuff like, and what like, eh. the, f- I was like, I just spent long enough yeah. time in college to be a doctor, to be right. an actor, I'm not about <laughs> to go right. and do that bullshit. So I was like, whatever. Um, if I get something on my own, will you guys at least like, like handle it? And she's like, yeah, sure.
2: Of course, free ten percent on that. Yeah. Right.
3: No, but this is before. This is before when I had nothing. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, meeting, no, 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 I know what you mean. She but said like, that, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. She was like, yeah. So then, fast forward to you're Deborah Brilski. She's like, she's like, do you have an agent? Or someone to negotiate this deal. And I was like, no, but I did meet with Mitchell K. Stubbs and Associates. And she's like, oh, that's funny because that's my agent. And I was just going to call them to ask them to do it. So they called, they called the agency. They was like, do you know Paige Kennedy? And they were like, why?
0: (laughs) What did he do? (laughs) What What happened?
3: (laughs) It's like, we want him to. to test for this CBS pilot. they I was like, oh, sure, we love Page Of course, Kennedy. yeah, of course. yeah. And we go way back we with We go page. way back. I know this story long as fuck, but hey, you ask. Uh, no, <laughs> it's good. So so, so then I went to go test, and it was against two other guys, Right. Now, I'm telling my story to everybody because I don't know shit about shit. Wait, you're telling the story to the guys you're
1: testing yes, with? Yes,
2: because we there all day, chilling, fucking talking. Oh we doing all this They're shit. They're shitting their pants. They've been doing this for years. The, the, years. Yeah. You don't know you're supposed you're to like, be like, yeah, nervous. I was a courier just coming on.
3: Going yeah, out. I was like, I just I just snuck on a lot. And, and so the one guy, I don't want to say his name. Because, <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he's still an actor. He's yeah. still doing his thing. The other guy, I haven't seen him in years. But the one that I'm about to tell you about, I still, he's still be on TV. I still, yeah. I think we have the same, um, I know we have the same voiceover agent. So, cause when I go to do voiceovers, he's there. Right. But he said to me, he was like, so you're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> and I was like, I, I guess not. I, I mean, I don't know. And, and then, so I'm telling them and I'm telling them about the fact that I had, you know, the Shakespeare Festival the summer before, cause I'm right. telling the story about Don McKay who brought right, me right. there. And he was like, wait, so you did the Shakespeare Festival uh, where they did Othello, Three Musketeers, and such. A- <laughs> I was like, yeah, how you know that? He was like, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, cuz. So basically, <laughs> I took both these dudes' roles. Uh, oh, my and, God. and so, you know. He he was not happy about that. But look, that that started me off. You know, that got me an apartment. I live in Culver City right now, still, because that's the first place that right. I moved because I want to be right by Sony Studios where I was gonna be. And so I <laughs> almost 20 years later, I'm still <laughs> in the same fucking apartment that I moved in
2: well, there. there. There's something so good about like not having any fear about going in for a role. I, you know I, what I mean? That, like
3: that just allows that you to be in. free. Yeah. And so to circle back around. That's how I know John is because uh, was he John, pilot John was the girl's brother. He ended up
2: being uh, okay. the
3: kid brother. So he was like 14, 15 when I met him. We did that pilot together. And then he's the only one that I like like gravitated to. Right. I was I was with Randy Quaid for a while. It was like a... It was fun, you know. I went to like his wife's birthday party. Went to the strip clubs. I would like hear stories he, about Randy Quaid. He, he, he took me <laughs> to his house. He had this big ass house with this big ass giant ass door that looked like the green giant lid there to open Where the was front that? door.
2: In Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills, yeah. That was Randy yeah. Quaid's heyday, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. end yeah. of his heyday. Yeah, I guess.
3: Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I, I kept in touch with him for like a year, but then me and John was just tight. I mean, like super tight where he would come spend a night at my house. I'd be at his house with his parents and they used to, ugh, this is embarrassing, but I got like a young spirit, right? So even though I was like way older than him, he was just like my boy. He was yes. my friend. He was only 15, but he was my, so we go to his house and his mom used to make us the little instant macaroni and cheese and cut up hot dogs like a steak. <laughs> and we love that
2: shit. You're
3: like, thanks, mom. She always made us these cut up hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. I can actually see John still having that yeah, to this day.
1: That's what John gets at craft service. Yeah, yeah.
3: Instant macaroni and cheese that's and hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, man. So that that. <laughs> so. So. So we at night you're at years. strip
1: clubs with de- with uh. Then during the
3: and day. And <laughs> in the day you're eating <laughs> yeah. uh, right. macaroni, macaroni and cheese.
2: cheese. We're <laughs> so that's like pretty much the the best story of coming out here and getting into yeah. That's that was my your, Jay Leno story. Your like first break was your first audition, basically. Yep. Yeah, it popped you right into the business. You know. Yeah,
3: because I got to skip. So like all my other friends who came from right. theater. Like, they either struggled, they couldn't get good agents, they, you know, I'm talking about years of being here, and they just, just the grind, like, they got to go get a regular job, but they also still trying to be an actor, they stay, you know, the hustle and bustle of the, and me, now I'm here, but now I just sit and wait for my phone to ring for auditions so i skipped the whole process that everybody usually like the extra work and all the stuff that people do when they first get here
2: so why did you choose like la instead of new york though i'm curious like if you were doing shakespeare and doing theater because
3: i left i left graduate school because you know they already knew like i my whole life i wanted to be a movie star so even when i went to that school I went there with the, you know, the premonition that I was going to be a movie star. Right. And they knew that. And they was like, well, listen, we are training you to do great words on great stages, not fuck it up with TV bullshit. This is what they told me. And so I took that and and, and, and they were like, listen- you are wasting your youth here at graduate school. If this is not even because I planned on going through the whole three-year program at right. graduate school to literally come to LA anyway. Right. All the other students, they're all trying to go get residencies that are are they're trying to like be in Shakespeare in festivals, Shakespeare and, festivals, and, yeah, yeah. festivals yeah. and 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 uh, and theaters, uh, uh, repertory. Right. <clears throat> I didn't have none of those plans. I, it's always been LA. So it was like, you might as well go now. So so I left like in the second semester of my first year to come here to have my youth and start my career. It's probably
2: the best advice I could have given you because I actually, I went to college for theater too and I kind of wish that I'd come out here earlier. We talked about this last podcast but I was like, I always knew I wanted to be in LA. I always knew I wanted to be in TV and film. I love theater but like, I, I wish I hadn't spent that much time in college. I wish i had just come out here and yeah. fucking started. Yeah, you know earlier because I think you it's, needed your youth. Right, you need your youth, and it goes really fast. It does.
3: <laughs> and 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 for the stuff that I was going to be doing here, I didn't fucking need to know how to do Shakespearean prose. And
2: I think and a year and a half of that is you learned it.
3: Yeah, I mean, and plus, <laughs> I, was do, I was doing it anyway before. Right, yeah. You know, which is and why now you just do it. Again.
1: Like, Paige, when he was auditioning for Backstrom, we were mm-hmm. testing, and he was doing Shakespeare in the waiting room. I don't know I if that's like... A, my, it's a good
3: warm-up. I, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, instead of all the other fucking dumbass of the lips, t- 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. like all that other bullshit, I just do that so that I could get yeah. my, you know, and plus, it, I just like saying the words. Yeah, beautiful. But look, let me go back to... How hard this was for me, yeah, even in the start. Yeah, yeah. I told you I had that summer gig thing that Mm -hmm. stopped. September comes, I don't have rent. I'm broke, I don't got rent. My roommate, like, yo, what's up? Our rent's doing the eighth. And I get this audition for six feet under. Now, at the time, I had never heard of six feet under, right? I don't know what this is, I don't know shit. All I know is that Kathy Bates is the director, and I remember her from Misery. Yep. <clears throat> Smashing some feet. Right. <laughs> so I do, I do remember that. So I went to that. It was just a producer session. I, ain't, I didn't have to do like a pre-thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10 people in the room. They all got chairs lined up. And, and I'm in there. So I had to like, I was playing like this football player. So I had to like pretend like I was running and talking and fake this heat stroke or whatever. All right. That was fine. But then through the episode, I'm just like crying a lot because I'm the first ghost that Peter's ever seen. Right? You know what I mean? I'm the first time that he's had to deal with this stuff. And I'm auditioning and I'm I'm there, but I'm not there emotionally. Right. So I do it. And then Kathy says to me, she's like, she's like, do you have a, a problem uh, crying? And I was like, not till I got here, you know, because <laughs> I'm able to do that shit. Like- all the time. doing, And so she said in the, the classic fucking actor director, she is. She was like, OK, she got up. She walked over to me in my chair. I'm sitting just like this in the middle of the room. They all that way. She got up. She walked on my chair. She started talking to me in my ear telling me about this character saying that, the, that he's a young character and he has so much promise and that all these things are being taken away from him because now he's dead and he won't be able to and she's doing this in my ear which is making me start to cry right so i'm listening to her i'm starting to cry she feels that and she backs up and she says scene, and i just start already there and oh, finish the scene and when it was over the entire room clapped. That's the first time that that's ever happened in an audition for me. That everybody just started clapping. And she stood up and she hugged me and she said, thank you. And I left I and, and I was driving home. This is like maybe like 30 minutes later. I'm driving home. I'm, I'm like talking to the agent. I'm like, it went great. It's so explaining. It. Man, that same day they called and said that I booked that that's job. That's fantastic. And, and, and listen, I was so broke. Mm. The agency had to loan me money to pay my rent until I got paid right. from doing that damn thing. Cause you know it takes a while, yeah. right? You know, so I, I had to borrow money to pay my rent for that. So Kathy Bay saved my life. <laughs> she got me that job. Was
2: that the first time you had to cry in an audition? Too yes, yeah. Which is a totally different thing because I than was long- still new yeah. here, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Of I had, I, it's September. I had a, what? I booked two jobs right.
2: before that. It's a different thing than on stage crying. And oh like, yeah, definitely. Like, because on stage, you, have, you, you have got time, a whole yeah, exactly. time
3: to build up to that shit. Here, you gotta just they call you like, your name right now, and in, then you go, you know, God. and she's. But man, she was she was awesome, bro. Because I that's, had to cry so much that episode, she would not let me. I just love her, man. So it's a bunch of football players that's out there. Like most of them are extras, and we're fit and we want to play. Like they're all like just fucking around, like when they're not right. rolling, like throwing a ball, running, doing. And she was like, Paige. If you get hurt, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> so she she made me stop that. And then she also, she also would seclude me away during the filming of it because she wanted me to stay in the moment because all of my scenes were crying. You know what I mean? And she needed me because my personality is so big and bubbly. you don't want to talk everybody. to people. I, I want yeah, to yeah. I wanna have fun. But she needed me to stay in that space so she helped me by keeping me in that space and it sucked i ain't gonna lie like doing that was like one of the hardest things i did i've worked with
1: Paige before and probably the hardest thing is to get him to stay by himself (laughs) when he's not on camera (laughs) he wants to talk to anyone and mix it up and talk like everything well
2: she she was teaching you like self-protection and something that you didn't know anything about like like i mean I, I did a, s- a scene for The Closer and I remember I had all yeah. this crying scene with Kira Cedric and yeah. um, I I was this military guy and I, and I had this whole, like, it was a three-page monologue that I had, was sobbing in and she was fantastic. She literally, like, it was an early job for me but she was, uh, had the direct, the second AD came and whispered in my ear and he was like, Kira wants to know if you would like to go first or you would like to go second in your coverage. Oh, And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just go first. Let's just get it done. And she didn't talk to me at all and I was like is she pissed at me like I don't understand like is she like just angry and we finished it and she was like come here she gave me a hug she was like I just have been leaving you alone alone the last week because I know that you needed space and I didn't want to get in your Wow! Place. and I was just like oh my god you were just like letting me like breathe in this and wow. not wanting she didn't she wasn't chatting with me she wasn't trying to like ask who, like my story she was just like I was leaving you alone so that you could you were able to get there in that scene and And be there. Wow. And it's just beautiful, like, when you're a young actor learning self-preservation on set, because I think that's, like, one of the hardest things, because I'm like you, I would want to, like, chit-chat and go eat and, like, Uh have snacks and, like, have fun, and, like, you kind of forget that you're you need to protect yourself in some specific scenes. Obviously, there's some shit where it's like you can't have fun whenever. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you want to six feet under happened and like that was six, that was six feet, feet under, under, under
3: happened. What two
2: thousand and one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things started rolling after that. So like, so
3: after six feet under, I was just the guest star dude. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I would I would get these guest stars um to to preserve me. And then when I didn't have the guest star, I would just be on unemployment because that would help me live was, was unemployment. And then I think the next pilot season that came around, the same people from the Kennedys was doing a pilot called Life at Five Feet with Alex Borstein, and I ended up booking another network pilot for them playing her roommate which is such a strange thing with me and Alex Borstein as roommates. And my name is (laughs) Like It it was written for a white guy, but they, I don't know, they chose me. Yeah, Auggie. And when they did the test things, the people didn't believe it, so they fired me.
1: Oh, okay. They fired you? Well, they
3: replaced me with a white guy.
1: So you introduced me to her, and now every time I see her, and I see her like at Comic-Con or some other thing, every time I see her, I take a selfie with her and send it to you. So, you know, my wife, his wife
2: actually was, uh, was worked with Rick Milliken in casting. Oh, I mean, you don't have to pretend like you remember her cause no, but, Rick <laughs> Milliken. I know, but she Christine, what did she do there? She was the associate, but <clears throat> she was also the casting director on bones with Rick. Now she's the head casting director on family guy and American dad. Uh, we so, met at a rap party on Bones because she wasn't there when I was cast on the show. Right. She was back east with her dad because he was sick, and uh, then you know you don't really meet the casting once you're on once you're on a show. Right? On, I, yeah. I never yeah. see them. But so anyway, she came on set one day, and I was like, "Who's that?" to, to my buddy <laughs> Paige, and he was like, "That's she, she put you in this show, you idiot!" And I was like, "No, no, man, she was not in the room when I was auditioning." And she was like, "Yes, she." And anyway, I found out that she was not in the room when I was auditioning. We like chit chatted. She flirted with me. She'll say she didn't. She was like, I was not flirting with you. And then we, uh,
0: you know, they made had out a of secret romance. Yeah, we out
2: at the rap party. And we're, now we're married. Hey, yeah. no one knew. <laughs> no one <laughs> no knew one for one a year. Knew. No one had any idea. So I was like, I don't want people to know. Like, what, we don't know what this is. Both of us are kind of like, what's this going to turn into? Like, let's just not tell everybody, you know, on the show that we're together. Like, was it like, was it one of those things that after the rap
3: party, there was nobody else? It was just, y'all just were... No, we were just like in the, in the back. No, 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 everyone, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, like did y'all, like...
2: From oh, that oh, one, oh, from
3: that moment on? Did, you, uh, did yeah. y'all know or was it just kind of casual? It was casual oh, okay. at first.
2: It was casual at first and we both were like, we had both gotten out of big relationships and, she, and so we both were like, nah, I don't want anything. This is not, this is not real, like whatever. Like right, Let's right, just right. like hang out, like we're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that turned into like, oh, I fucking love you
3: damn
2: well and then
1: at the rap party so each year there's a story at the rap party where you're like looking and everyone's like drinking you know and out and they're like out clothes, and not in like their production where and you're like wait a minute like those two are like hanging out and like really close to each other and mike and christine and so you go back to work on monday and you're like you and mike like what and that happened with other people who are post supervisor, married one of the edit one of the editors on the show uh props props, props married, married one of, of the assistants,
0: assistants.
1: yeah <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah there was other ones as well
0: there's a that, lot yeah well, i'm sure well, there's that's a lot because on every show they're showing
1: on the for time, a long time right. these
2: people you're yeah. eyeing them yeah. up during the day you know and also it's like the
1: the uh, the hidden illicit romance right, exactly that you're kind of like hiding from your co-workers <laughs> until like rap party and like it all and then it's all clear comes out Wait, see,
3: so y'all have two children now.
2: Yeah, we have two. They're my stepkids. So she had kids even before I Uh, I, uh, I knew uh, her. uh. So, but they were one in three when I met her. And, you know, it's one of those things that, like, I always knew I wanted to be a dad. Like, I, but this kind of plopped into my lap. You know what I mean? And, and, uh. It's awesome. They're the, they're they're amazing kids. They're they're eight and ten now. And I want to
3: ask you a question about this. I was having this conversation with my buddies on Marco Polo. They're they're uh, you know they they're all married. They have children, and we were having a discussion. It was a dispute because one person felt differently than everybody else in the room. And I want to know you guys' point. Mm-hmm. So my friend Dom Dominic Daniel, he's an actor. he doesn't have a great relationship with his biological father, right? Mm -hmm. They've tried, you know, and it's just always been bad, right? But his mom remarried, and Dom's stepdad, who he kind of looks at as his dad, kind of raised him since he was like a little kid all the way up until now. And the question that came up is... Would you feel some kind of way if your child, you have a kid with a woman, you're not together with them, you're in a child's life, you get the child, you have certain visitations with them. If your child called another man daddy, like if your daughter was calling the her boyfriend or whatever dad. Would you have an issue with that?
2: Well, I can tell you right now that their dad told the, them that they were not allowed to call me daddy.
3: That's why I want to have this conversation. From the beginning. Because I want to know um, how y'all think about this.
2: I was like, listen, you can call me whatever you want. My relationship with you doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm your, your father in one way or another. So it doesn't really matter to me what you call me. It obviously matters to their biological dad, or it mattered at the time. But I'm a part of their growth for, uh, right. children i'm i'm a father to them yeah you're probably you know, there more than him because yeah. just by default and like it's it's important to me and i you know it doesn't really matter to me what the, the where names are in, in this thing but what about
3: how you feel far as two things for one how do you feel like for because my boy dom was like all of us were against it like and like I got mad,
2: like thinking, oh, he, like thinking he about me. Him. Yeah, thinking about it. Like your kids if they called somebody else. Yeah, like because yes, I'm yes. in that situation now, right, where
3: right. my son in Cleveland, uh, I'm not with his mom. Yeah, his mom has a guy. Right, right. And Dom was like, "So wait, would you have a problem if 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 he called him that?" And I just. I got so mad that, that like tears welled up in my eyes. I was like, dude, I don't even want to talk about this right now. Like I was, I just, I just, I was just so mad. Right. And Dom was like, you do realize that for a kid, they don't look at it like that way. It's to them, they just like got two daddies, exactly, and, which is awesome for them exactly. that they have two daddies. But me being a dad, and right. I, he already got a dad, don't you call this motherfucker your right. daddy? You got a daddy, you know. So, so it's like the two things that that you don't think about. So, I'm I'm wondering for you, you know, how how do the kids feel about that? Because I'm sure he had the conversation with them. Yeah, you know, and how would you feel? If you were in
2: that, if you were him. Well, so first, the kids are exactly what you just said. And we, we present it to the, them in this way since they were little. You're lucky you have two dads. You're lucky you have two families. You know, you're lucky you get to have Christmas twice. You're lucky you have so much love from two different families that, that pour in for you. Uh-huh. Um, so for them, it's like trying to not label something and trying to make them just be as happy as possible in both households. You okay. Know? As far as like me having a child and then that child going to, with another, I don't know. You know what? From having this perspective as a stepfather, yeah. I think I might have a different perspective on it now. Like, you might be okay, might be okay. that your
3: daughter says to you. I don't you, know. It's hard. Hey, it's so really dad, hard. It's like you're saying dad that. Yeah. said that your daughter's telling you, right. hey, so dad said that um, <laughs> yeah, he no. do not like your hair. I, I like, get it. <laughs> I get it. It gives me a little twinge, too. Does I, it make yeah, you yeah. a little upset? A little bit. That she yeah. just said, "Dad said, yeah. and you're her dad.' Yeah,
2: yeah. See, well, I'm, I'm getting mad but can I ask you, about it. Can bro. I ask you though? Can I ask you when did you? When did? Uh, how old was your kid when this other guy came in?
3: <clears throat> how long has it
2: been now? Maybe it's been a year. But how? So how old is he now? He's six. Okay, so since he's like five, yeah. Because for me, it's a little different. Also, because I met them when they were like one and three, right? Like they and they also That's all they know is and they also never. Christine and her ex never lived together with right. the kids, basically. Right, right. So like right. they don't know, which is which is also I think good for for their for their relationship with everybody because they don't know them as a couple together. Right. So they only know two separate households. Yeah. And they're
1: they're how old now?
2: They're eight and ten.
1: So eight and ten. They're that's so much different than six, right? Yeah. Like they're gonna come to the age in a few years where they're gonna decide what they want to call you. But all right, I I want to can I change the Oh, I'm sorry. The, the I just topic took, No, the, I like that. I just no. Well, took care of, so I, I interesting. You
2: that. went there because like I actually really quickly do want to do a podcast about stepfathers and like and that relationship with like in general. But to be continued on that. You've worked all over the world,
1: all over the country and all these different sets. Part of what the uh, this podcast that that we're doing is about uh, is about eating you know, Mike and I came up with the idea to do this while we were sitting down at a meal. You and I have had a ton of meals uh, all over the place. Usually you're very critical of where I take you.
3: You hate everything
1: <laughs> You hate everything on the menu if it's not pancakes. And so I just want to know, like, through your travels, where do you love to eat and where do you love to eat in Los Angeles? Very
3: interesting question because i am very picky very well, picky but, but i'm also i mean look at me i, I clearly eat everything in the world so <sighs> i i did not love new zealand food i did not love the food there
2: what were you shooting there the meg that was a meg the shot there okay yeah
1: what was it about what's what was it about new zealand food that you didn't like
3: well so i'm not very cultured in that sense like the only time Bachtron was the first time I've been out of the country, and it was just right there. Didn't you go to
1: Canada for? Uh, that was Canada. But didn't you go to for Blue Mountain State? Wasn't that like Montreal?
3: Oh, oh, actually, all right, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Canada is the only place that I had been, okay. right? Uh, and then when I went to do the Meg in New Zealand, that's just only the second country I've ever mm-hmm. been to. So, so I don't. <clears throat> I don't know how stuff works in that sense, so I, you know, I didn't love the food in Canada either no, because you didn't. it just tastes different than our food, you know. And was that Vancouver? And-
1: that was Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. So we would go. There's a place that uh, this is like Hart Hansen's favorite restaurant, and it's called the Dutch Panic Cook House.
2: That so sounds like Hart.
1: So it's 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 kind of like a, a little bit of an upscale IHOP. <coughs> And they have these like giant Dutch pancakes or called Panacook, right? So on like a Saturday, uh, we'd go, we'd, you know, walk around and like, there's, there's a lot of stuff by the hotel, but this is one of the places. So take page there. And
3: what happens when we go to the pancake house? I was like, these aren't pancakes. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a crepe or some shit, right? It's a,
2: yeah. Is it like the baked pancake that's in the, that that they bake and it kind of, the sides come? No, no. it's a
1: regular pancake, just a little bit thinner and bigger. A
2: little bit thinner?
3: That shit is flat. It's like flat like a damn... Crepe. Yeah, it's like a a quesadilla. (laughs) I right. didn't like that shit, man. I wanted a big
2: ass, fluffy like ass a fluffy brown pancake. pancake. I like a fluffy pancake better than better than a flag pancake. All
3: right, so in
1: LA, what do you what, what's what's your go-to restaurant? What do you like to eat here?
3: Uh I love Thai food. I go to Thai, boom. I, I like that place a lot.
2: Have you um, been to Jitlada? Nope. Jitlada's great. It's up on uh Hollywood. It's really spicy. It's northern Thai.
3: Oh, is that the thing that has like a a big-ass, uh, not like a Santa Claus, but like... Does it have a thing inside the, the restaurant? Like the a... tie Thai Elvis?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what food did you grow up with? Like, what's, like, stuff that... Because you're from Detroit, you said, right? Yeah.
3: I mean... <clears throat> pancakes. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. The regular shit. Chicken, rice roni corn. Mac and cheese hot mac and cheese, <laughs> hot dogs. Mac and cheese and hot dogs. <laughs> no, that that. We didn't have instant macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Not till I'm, John Francis Daly. Not till I went there. That was I, luxury. And, was, and I, listen, bro, we made fun of it, but we loved it. Yeah. Oh, no, I love it too. I, what do you Christine mean? My Nixon kids eat it every, every day. Yeah, because that's like- They love I've it. i learned. I got two six-year-olds like that. You give them that, they're- they love it listen
2: half the time I'll make like ribeye for Christine and I and I'll make mac and cheese for them and I'll have a bite of theirs and I'm like I wish I was having that I
3: know right
1: (laughs) so what two three weeks ago uh, Paige and I went to dinner and I took Paige to Japanese barbecue where you cook it yourself and uh, what's the name of the place Gayu Kaku uh, in Century City and he
3: like almost had like an aneurysm. I was so mad. I was like, "Why the fuck would why I? Why am go I paying to cook for this? Yeah. <laughs> why would I go to a yeah. restaurant that I gotta cook at?" <laughs> he was freaking
1: out. However, next week I get a text message like, "Hey, hey, what was that rice dish? That, that really good one that I liked. What was it? What was it called?" Because
3: I went to Korean barbecue with my friends. <laughs> I said, "I was like, this shit looked like the thing me and Josh did." He Said "Beeman bop. He
1: said, "Are you sure? That's how you how you say it?" Just tell them you're a courier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So, uh, like, hanging out with you, a big thing that I notice is that teenagers come up to you in droves. Mm. They are all, like, and and at first I could not understand it. And, you know, uh, you have a huge presence on social media. Um, And so I just kind of want to know how through the time you first got on social media what was it and how has it evolved like how of the different platforms you used and now that you use um
3: and what do you use them for so if i can remember straight i feel like myspace was like the first big social media platform thing was there something before? I mean, there no, was, there was
1: Friendster, but I don't oh, think many I remember years.
2: MySpace being the first yeah. one. MySpace
3: yeah. was like the first thing that, like, that was exciting. I get to put my music on there, yeah. post my pictures, have my top eight, and then you hoping to be in other people's top eight. And oh my god, I forgot about yeah, that. Top and, eight, and, Tom, and, and like all the girls and stuff that that you could meet from the internet, which you never could do like that before. Like so, MySpace, space, I put a lot of energy and time into having my shit look fresh and and you know being popping on MySpace. Sparkly, was you got the time. music player, yeah. like the whole that thing. That was the first time you could get like f- people that followed you to yeah. see what you had going on, right? And then, <clears throat> so I was doing that, and then Twitter started. Now, when Twitter started. I was like, "Fuck! I gotta start all over now." I hope my people from MySpace go. Over oh, yeah, to Twitter. come follow me over. And then Twitter started, man, and that blew my mind because when Twitter first started, it was so fun, and I was like really close with uh, Kevin Hart and Marlon Wayans, and so Kevin Hart would shout me out. Uh, sometimes and I would get like a, a hundred followers like immediately from that immediately like yeah. as soon as as soon as he said it like a hundred followers would come and so I love that now Twitter <clears throat> has actually been my most used app since its inception. I mean I have a, a you know I spend I'm a house cat so I don't go anywhere I just sit on my couch mm-hmm. and watch sports and my shows and. Movies and shit all day. And I have my computer up, and I have TweetDeck up. The TweetDeck is just a place where it shows all the activity. So it shows whoever you follow, all their tweets in real time. It shows your mentions in real time. And before, it used to have Facebook connected to it, so you could also see everything that was happening there, too. They since have cut that off. And so... You know, I tweeted a lot on Twitter. I used to be so free. Like some of my favorite times of tweeting was when I was in Montreal because that was the best summer that I ever had in my life. It's just being young and attractive and on a TV show and one of the stars in Montreal, where the most beautiful women in the entire world are a lot of strip like, there. It's it's a strip. <laughs> look the strip clubs are like Seven Elevens here they're yeah, on every corner I
2: know I've been to Montreal yes I've never been to Montreal I listen mean. to yeah, me it's, bro it's
3: pretty fun it's
2: amazing
1: it may have I'm been more fun the, for
2: you like twelve yeah years yeah ago. yeah like, <laughs> yeah unless you want to get a stepfather involved in your yeah. <laughs>
1: bachelor party can I go to the stepdad's bachelor
2: party <laughs> <laughs> no Montreal you could probably find a daddy there though. <laughs>
3: It was awesome man. So so you know and I like documenting my life. I, so so anyway, I think it's changed because so Twitter happened, then Facebook, and then uh I think I got on YouTube probably in 2011 um because I saw this guy spoken reasons um I saw him do this video that was like chopped up and it was like a rant video where he's just being mean and yelling and shit and I just thought that was hilarious. And so I was like, "Wait, what is this?" And that's when I first found out people have channels cuz like I told you, I thought it was just for the music videos and cats. And I I I start to learn about YouTube and I saw actors cuz I was still like a an actor in movies and TV, I was like, they're not even on this because they're like, why would I fucking go do this right. for free when I get paid all this? And and I was like, <clears throat> they don't even know because I had YouTube friends that made more money than my acting friends, yeah. you know? And
2: Well, and if you're doing a guest star every month, right. that's not making that much money. Yeah,
3: exactly. Or every they're two like months or every three shit, months. Every, or, right. or, yeah. And, and so, I got into that uh, and then I think a year later after I got into YouTube, Um, my boy King Batch told me about this Vine app. Now, what happened was he got on Vine right when Backstrom was happening. So we were in, we were big on vlogging at that time. We were like vlogging our life and and putting that up on YouTube. That's what was happening. That's what the the wave we was on. And so I had to leave to, to go do, I think it was just was it the pilot? I think it was the first pilot. Is was that in two thousand twelve?
1: I don't know the exact year, but I know you were definitely vlogging,
3: right? Uh, at I that was point. vlogging at that time yeah. because I wasn't on Vine at that time. When I left, he had started Vine and he was he was showing me. He was telling me he was like, "Look, look at you know, because we it's hard to grow on Twitter." It's hard as fuck to go on YouTube. He had, like, he would spend $50,000 on a video. Like, wow. the biggest production videos that you ever seen on YouTube he was doing. And he wasn't getting no views at all. And then he got on Vine, and he got 100,000 followers in a week. Like, I was like, what What? What do you mean? <laughs> so, 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 when I came home from filming the pilot, I went and did some of his Vines. I still had an Android, you know, and... I was just being in his stuff. And then, you know, I finally start to make my own channel and try and find my voice and do my content with my stuff. And we just was growing so fast. Like I got like my first 10,000 followers probably in like two weeks, which is bananas, you know, to be able to do. And we were just growing so fast because it was like this new app and we were using it different than anyone else because no one else was doing content on this app. They were just, whatever you could do in six seconds of fucking stupid whatever. And we were making stories, beginning, middle, and end. You're using th- editing too. Like yeah, editing our, in the right well, way. Well, at the first part, we couldn't edit. Oh, okay, so yeah. you
2: could only right. hold the button and stop That's it. what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. editing within the, within yeah, yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were doing that
3: yeah. at first. And and you know these kids jumped on this app and these kids are all over the entire world. And that's why we're growing so fast because you got people like in, in Belgium. Is that a country or yeah. a waffle a pancake? It's just a fries. Yeah. Just, just a fries. <laughs> Belgium a fries. shitty Canadian pancake. <laughs> yeah. You just got people like all over the place and they're, they're they're watching the shit. And so that's how we grew so fast was on Vine and Vine would spill over to Snapchat for Instagram for, you know, because they'll follow you, like, on all your right. platforms. Um, and so I think I, I probably had, what, 3.6 million followers once when Vine finished, you know? Um, that didn't all translate over to, to oh, everything, problems, yeah. but but a lot of them did. You know what I mean? And so when Vine died, we went to Facebook videos. and I, And... That was a like a year time where Facebook videos were really big. And I grew on there so fast. So I had a public Facebook page from years ago that I only had like 1,500 like, people on there. And all these years, nothing ever happens with that. So I barely even used it. But when I started to doing Facebook videos, I grew to like 2.5 million followers in like a year. That's insane. Yeah, like it was like crazy, you know, and then that kind of went away again, you know, so now I just like lose followers every day.
2: Do you like, do you still do videos like that though or no?
3: Yeah, on Instagram.
2: On Instagram, okay.
3: Well, uh, well I, I put it on everything. So, right, right, right. It's like one minute. Yeah. So I put it on YouTube, I put it on Facebook. How do you
2: think of these ideas so, so often? I'm just curious. Like, well, or is it it's you, hard, or is it you mess? I know it's hard because it's not just because you make it seem like it's easy, and it's definitely not fucking easy. Like it's not easy, like, especially when you've done thousands. Exactly, of them. it's like what do you do now? Yeah, I, and I'm still doing the same
3: fucking content that I did. five years But it's years still ago. funny. <laughs> like you just rebooted
1: like, Bad Boys Three.
3: I, I don't know, man. It's start hard rebooting to your old hits. But there's you some, well, I, that's what I did. I took the vines and I would make them longer versions of them.
2: Well, there's other versions of things that you did. Like the one that I was watching this morning that made me laugh so hard. Cause you had all these, you have all these ones of like, you know, don't look at your phone. Or like oh, yeah, someone, yeah. some message comes up yeah, yeah. and some girl was like, oh, I got into the computer and you just throw the computer off the balcony. <laughs> oh, I died God, of laughter. I love I, I that, loved that video so much. Shit, I love that video. That video yeah. When,
3: when, when she's like, oh, I got, I got into the password," And you I
2: up yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what computer <laughs> yeah, you did not do that <laughs> because of the, the balcony. roof? And it's like, I had already seen like three other videos of you taking the phone away, but that was transferring it into another thing. And it was so funny. Oh
3: my God, that was so funny. And to you're do that. slapping
2: your son to, to Detroit is pretty funny. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, so your, obviously your journey out here was like, pretty seamless. I mean, like, in that first year, at least. I know there's there's been ups and downs, but, like, what would your advice be to somebody who's just starting out now? Because the world has changed a lot since yeah. since when you first got out right. of college. And I, well,
3: I would not advise they sneak on a lot because <laughs> that would not happen now. No, that would not be good. <laughs> you couldn't crash audition now. Um, Shit, what would my advice be? That's very interesting question because I get what my advice would be when people ask me, of how to be a social media star, that I know how to give. Well, what is that?
2: You can start with that,
3: yeah. So for that, I would say figure out your voice and then be consistent. Consistent is the, the key to growing. Like the only way that you can grow is if you're constantly putting out material at a consistent basis. This is how hard we worked for, like, People might think, oh, that Vine thing was easy, or you know, anybody could have done it, or blah blah blah. Well, for one year straight, when I came back from doing Backstrom, so the Backstrom thing lasted like two years. Like, yeah, I remember. It was a long, yeah, it was twelve like episodes. Audited. So, and, and and for us, you know, we got paid once to right. do the pilot. And, and then just, just had to wait for. You can't do anything else. Forever, when you're right?
2: paid that fee, you're not able to do anything and that,
3: else. And that fee doesn't last forever. No. You know what I mean? And so what ended up happening was we made it a job where from uh, 11 to 5 every day, we meet at Daystorm's house, Daystorm Power. We meet there, all of us, and we all just shoot all day. Every single day, Monday through Friday, every day, we did that from 11 to 5. And that way, and, and the format changed. Like, before, you could post as many Vines as you wanted, right? Like, you, right. so we would do, like, four a day, right? Then it changed, and they got this thing called the popular page where it showcased whoever had the top like videos, right? You could only get on there once a day. So then that changed to us just posting once a day, hoping to get on this list of things that you don't even have to have the followers. You're on the popular page, so everybody on the app can go to the popular page and look at wow, whatever yeah. they want, right? But we every day, we collectively got together as a job from 11 to 5 to work on Vines. And that's how we came up with all of this content. You know, so so that's what I'm talking about. Far as consistency, you you have to find your voice, whatever that is, and then you just have to be, crank out the content. You gotta be diligent and and working.
2: Well, I think that actually applies completely to just acting as well. Why? Because I think that if you're constantly creating material um, and being creative, you're gonna be a better actor. If you're okay. sitting around waiting for an audition and not doing shit. And not, you know, working on your craft in one way or another. I mean, you might not be doing Shakespeare, but you're performing still every day that you're doing these Vine videos, yeah. and you're also editing, and you're like, you're creating something. And I think that that automatically makes you be a better actor. So I think you answered both questions with that. To be but, honest, but
3: but I, I agree with you with that. It automatically makes you more comfortable, more yeah. aware of what you have and the tools that you have, and a better actor. But what I don't know is how does that help you in acting um the business
2: like get into the business
3: yeah like like yeah getting the agent getting yeah no. the audition, auditions I getting the I, that's the part i don't know because i never had to do the hustle and bustle i didn't of, either i got and a, it changes
2: yeah i got an agent from a show i moved out here and with my college and then i got an agent from that showcase and that's it you got an agent from your college showcase? From my showcase? college showcase. So, wow. So like I'm- you skipped. I skipped everything you did. process. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did work. I got like weighted tables, you know, in between jobs. But like I got um, Taft Hartley into my first job on Cold Case. And like- How did we do it? I did Cold Case too. Yeah. Like how we got all of these shows I, in funny. common. I know. Bones, I, Cold I, Case, I saw actually Cold you have a couple Cold other. Do um, you do CSI too or something? Like, I did yeah. all the CSIs. Yeah, I did two of the CSIs. Criminal Minds, like I think we've done a bunch of the That's same
3: crazy. guest stars
2: because I've been a guest star. I've been like busting in as a guest star actor for a long time same. as well, and I still am. You know, and I, I'm waiting for that transition into the next. The next so you step. were a regular on Bones? No, I was recurring for eight years, so I did forty episodes of Bones recurring. Damn. But uh, but it was weird because it was you know I would did one episode and it was a guest star, and that turned into oh you're in the next one. And then they're like, oh, you're actually going to be in the next one as well. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And that was my first big job, you know, As I was just like, this is, like, I didn't know this was going to turn into more and more. Yeah. Cut to eight years later. That's
3: crazy. And it was
2: that. But I was able to do other things in between, which was good. Obviously, I would have liked the money of being a series regular. So
3: speaking of that, but, I want to know what you guys think of this. What do you think of, this typically happens in cable, I think. No, I mean, maybe it could happen on network. But what do you think about how, <laughs> say, for instance, you are on a cable show, right? Ten episodes, right? That's what the, yeah. the show has. Yeah. So the series regulars, they get like eight to ten or all ten episodes. Right. right? What do you think when they hire you as a guest star and they put you on basically all of the episodes- yeah. As a fucking guest star, so you basically a series regular being paid for guest star. I think money. that they're saving their money. I, I, what do you think about? I mean, that? Uh, you being an actor. Oh, I think so. It's ridiculous. So ridiculous. You get it.
2: Well, look, you get, if you're
3: on the other side, I mean, I'll be
2: honest right now. Like, so Bones, they got rid of Zach Addy, the character Zach Addy, and then they just hi- he was a series regular, Eric Milligan. Eric Milligan, and then they just hired, and then they just hired five of us guest stars to rotate around. And they wow. save themselves what? $70,000, $80,000 an episode at least? What, do you, what is your opinion of that? I think it sucks. I mean, like, there's, there's definitely a wage gap here. You have, like, my buddy's on a Netflix show, and I won't say what or anything, but the lead on that show is making $450,000 an episode. Jesus Christ. He is number two on the call sheet, he's making $30,000. <sighs> That's the difference? He's number two, and it jumps down that much? Because a lead is a the lead is a, a name in quotes. Holy! But even on any shit. show, on any show, it's like there's such disparity between these the the salaries. So I think it's I, I think it sucks if you're a, if you're a guest starring actor and and you know this from being a guest starring actor and going on shows. Guest starring actors probably have the hardest fucking job over the series regulars. Yeah, because
3: it's all like, they're
2: the ones who are crying. They're the ones who are ter- pushing the story. You know, you have so, like so many scenes that I've done in, in these procedurals where the leads are like. So what'd you do? Yeah. How did you get there? Yep. They just You killed her with what? Talking heads. Yeah, you know, it's like, and it's just, they're going through it, and the guest star has the, the long, so I, that is one thing that I will learn as soon as I have my own show, is to give, I think, the guest stars more credit, where credit's due, like, whether it's in that rehearsal period or in the, when you're shooting it, because I think so often they're just, like, thrown into the wind, get it right on the first take, you're, or you're gonna be fired, you know, <laughs> like- be don't be late like all this shit and like i think that they get shit on a lot when they're really the ones who are driving the show right
3: josh you being on the other side of it in the producing side what do you think about when they hire actors to basically carry the load of a series regular but they they pay them guest star money
1: i i don't think it's right uh, but the 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 and it's not a problem. It's the way it is. There's, you know, 200 other people right behind, you know, that, that actor to take their place. So is it fair? No, not at all. But
3: you have to do it.
1: I mean, you don't yeah. have
2: to, you don't have to do it. I would do it no matter what. You don't <laughs> yeah. have so to like do if, it. Yeah.
3: If, I, if, if, if House of Cards was like, all right, we want you to come as a guest star, but you did 10 out of the 10 yeah, episodes as a sign. guest star. Yep. You, you, you with it, I would do it. Would you do it? If I was broke. Yeah. If I needed so the that, money. I mean that's there. if I did if I did if, if I was cool, if I if I was good, but
2: even if hell was, no. even if it was a good show though, even if it was something like critically acclaimed and they were like, look, uh and my character was like Yeah, and your character was amazing, yeah, you would do it. Yeah, of right?
3: course, because it's then it's about the work. Then it's about the work. But but, but like, like but I just, I just think that that's crazy that they could even get away with that. Yeah,
2: because well, so many actors are broke. I mean, how many people work paycheck? I mean, it's not true. broke, but like you can't survive. If you're, if you're a guest-starring actor and you're making, what is it, $9,200 now or something like that, on a, and let's say you do three guest stars in a year, that's, that's not that much money.
1: Minus 10%. <laughs> you know,
2: like, yeah.
3: Minus, minus 10% shit. 20% minus everything. <laughs> plus taxes, plus.
2: Right. Yeah. And yeah, you get residuals. And like, that's where I'm with you actually on like for years I collected unemployment. And for me, that was like, that pays, that's my audition. That's like me getting paid to audition. Yeah. Because I spend hours and hours and hours working on jobs that I don't get working on them. Yeah. yeah. You know, like where I'm driving there and I'm doing eight hours of work on these pages. And that's at least some pay for that and you're also paying fucking paying into your unemployment. So, right. L-
3: last question. I want to ask you about this. Uh, would you prefer or dislike if pilot season change, not even pilot season, but just auditions change where you no longer, um, get to go into the rooms. Everything's it's on all self
2: tape. Self-tape? Yeah. Uh, I like self-taping, actually. Oh, fuck. You don't like it?
3: I hate it. I've never, ever, ever worked off self-tape.
2: Ever. I have. I've booked off of self-tapes before. So, of yeah. course, you would like it. It's yeah. not
3: easier. You get to do it as many, as many times, times as you, you want. want without yeah. them seeing the fuck up of it. No, you do to drive but somewhere. But here's the
2: difference, though. And it's a funny, because like I had a self-tape yesterday, actually. And I was like, you know, my buddy was working on it with me, and I was like, okay, this could go one way or another. I'm going to choose this way. That's a... St- place where I'm like, I wish I was in the room for them to be like, no, 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 it's not that way. It's actually this way. Because it's such a quick, easy change that sometimes you just don't know what they're looking for.
3: And a lot of times they give you a note to have you switch it.
2: Right. What I would prefer actually is if auditions were, and some casting offices are better about this, what I would prefer is if they were not as rushed. And like you had the time to go in there and do a couple different takes. And a lot of times you do in some situations, but those times when you don't have enough time for that, then you feel like you only have one shot to nail it and yeah. you, and like that's when i don't i don't love it as much
1: what's truly awful i think and unfair to actors is how much driving around los angeles and waiting they have to do and it is you know we we had auditions at fox so you would think okay we'll just go and park at the fox parking garage no problem and then like walk down no Actors have to go and park by the Century City Mall. That's new.
2: Well, new as in like the last five years, but yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But actors have to go and park in the Century City Mall, then either wait for a shuttle that I don't even know how often, or go and and walk Walk. from the Century City Mall. It's like a mile. All the way then onto the lot, then show the thing and whatever. And, you know, it's like there's like, you know, in summer, it's hot. It's hot as balls. You're You're in a suit. You're in a suit. You know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then go and sit and
3: wait for like an hour, which and you got to watch the other people that you watch on TV, like.
2: Why is he here? Driving on, and they're like Tesla. Yeah,
3: (laughs) you're like, God damn.
1: And then you're like, All right, well, I got another one of these in Burbank that I got to be at in two hours.
2: The driving doesn't bother me, and the the waiting I've just come to like accept at this point. And and but I don't. The waiting has gone down a lot. I mean, I also think that like it's funny you mentioned like seeing actors that you used to see back in the day and they're not, they're kind of weeding out. I'm starting to get to an age where I'm noticing people dropping off of my, of like the, uh, the, the people that you used yeah. to see all the time yep. and now you I've, don't. Yep. Ooh, I've shit. just started noticing like people kind of sprinkling out and like, I'm not, I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen that person in a long time. And then you like look them up. and Isn't that so crazy? Did you go to college for theater? Yeah. How old are you? 35.
3: Can you imagine a life where you're not an actor? No. Okay. So, me either, right? Yeah. Like, to me, my brain, I feel like I have Never a have Morgan Freeman yeah. type yeah. of career that yeah. I'm going to be here forever, right? But but when I when I look and I look back to, like, incredible sitcoms from the 90s or the 80s or whatever, and then I look and you don't see those actors no more, right? I'm like, what happened to them? Is there a certain time where you could be on a hit show that's then, and then that's it for you? Like, like, is there a, because no one's obligated to hire us, right? So we don't have to be on something, we could be done, but like what happens to let you
2: know when you're done? I think that's exactly it actually, what you said, I, and it's, I thought about this recently, I think that it's it's people honestly literally are like, ah, I I can imagine myself being a writer, or I can imagine myself going into real estate. I can't fucking imagine Me that. Me either. Do you know? And like like in college, I would say like 99% of my class aren't actors anymore. Same. Do you know what I mean? Like, And uh, that's all we... Right. Like our whole was life like, like, was that. Yeah. So and, we
1: we worked on Backstrom and one of the executive producers was Kevin Hooks. Yeah. And Kevin Hooks was the white shadow. He was a, a big uh, actor and he transitioned... To becoming a director and a producer of television. And I could, could you imagine Kevin acting now? No.
2: No, I don't actually. No. <laughs>
1: But uh, but his background in acting served him well because he knew. I mean, he knows so much, and like I, I think that that foundation that he had suited him well to transition and to be able to to you know to direct.
2: I want it all, though. I want to direct too. Yeah, you know, I like, want
3: to direct.
1: Like, too. like I
2: definitely but do. I,
3: I just cannot imagine not being an actor anymore, and it's scary to think about.
2: And it's you know it's, it's good having this conversation because like I. I have had a dry spell of work right now, and like me I, too. I'm yeah. in that. Me I'm three. In yeah. And, <laughs> like and, and, and like. I'm and, in that dry and spell. And like you know, you have those things creeping in your head where you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I'm like, no, no, no. When I was 23, 22, and out here busting my ass working in a restaurant, and like you know quit my restaurant job because I got a guest star and I was like fuck this I can do it from here. Right. Like I never had a fear when like my account was about to be overdrafted. Yep. I didn't care. It was going to work out. Yep. I'm like so why I can't let that creep in now right, right, when right. I'm already had a career. Right. You know like I can't let that creep in now.
3: Fuck that. So so is there something to say about especially like for us that um you know are predominantly in the guest star world that um feels like that youth is something that was helpful to us and that's what they're writing for and like by the time you get like older the the guest star roles are not necessarily for our age like we should have already like elevated to a different point i ask that because like i've been on the biggest dry spell of my whole my whole career me too. You know, right now, yep. it's so like technically, if you if you were being technical about it, I haven't worked in 2 years. Me too. That's not ne- <laughs> Oh shit. I, I hate saying this. I know I do two-er. too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but 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 the the reason that's not like totally true is because you do Anthony, stuff. Yeah. Uh, he 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 made me an offer to come I did 3 episodes on a mini series called Unsolved right. last year. But I've done some other things. I didn't audition for that. I didn't, you know what I mean? That was just something that I did, you know. So technically I did work like a year ago, but still, I've never gone this long without a job. And I'm coming off a huge blockbuster movie. movie. Yeah. So it is pretty scary. For me, it's first time I I fired everybody. I got a whole new team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm excited of the possibility of this year of what could come with. Having a new, fresh, because that's, you know, you need something new or fresh sometimes because it, the vision is di- different, the you know what I mean? Like, after you've been with somebody yeah. for a while, it's kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? So you need a new, fresh energy. It's like having a new girlfriend now. Yeah. Like, after having one that's just like your roommate. So it it it's, it's scary, bruh. It's scary to me because I'm like, well, how long can this go on? I've, these are uncharted waters for me. So I'm in the know.
2: exact same spot as you, which is I think why it's so good to have this conversation because it's to remind ourselves I was never scared when I was younger. Right. So why should I be scared now? I was never scared when I wasn't making any money and I had right. no credits. Right, 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 right. So like I'm a little bit opposite in the age thing because like I've always been told, oh, you're not old enough. You're just on the cusp because I have a young looking face. Yeah. I look younger than I am. Yeah. And Josh has told me with my new haircut, I look five years younger.
0: Which yeah, man. is Definitely. funny,
2: um, but I, I'm trying to strive to be older. It's yeah. like, I, I think those are the roles that are going to help me branch out to the next level as far as like getting out of the guest star world is going to be the older roles, oddly enough. Is that
3: is that for, like, so have you been a uh, series regular on series? No. So it, as guest tested stars. tested for
2: them, but like, no, yeah.
3: So as guest stars, do you, do you find that there's more guest stars in that? Age bracket that you're trying to be in than
2: the younger one? No, there's probably more series regulars in that age bracket that I'm trying to be. See, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like which is like the young dad, you know, like which I am. Right. People are like, no, he's too young, you know. But I'm also too old for like I don't really play college anymore. Right. I certainly didn't I haven't played high school in a long time, you know. But I'm also don't like I never wanted to play high school. I didn't relate to that age. Yeah. When I was like twenty eight, I probably did look like I was in high school. Damn. you know, like I could have poss- possibly, played that Beverly but, Hills like,
1: 90210. I, de- I went off for Beverly Grant Hills like,
2: 90210 many yep. times for the lead in it, you know, like, but I've never like really wanted that. Like I want to play like a meteor role, like in, thirties and older forties, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's, that's the, that's the stuff the that I want. P-. Yeah. That's me. So I'm hoping that like fucking high school problems. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I don't, I can't relate to that shit at all. <laughs> I'm hoping that like, that is what's going to open the doors. Like getting across that threshold man. This has been good conversation.
1: I, you know, I told you that this is going to be, this would be an easy interview and we just sit back and have a conversation and it seems like uh mission accomplished. Yeah, Mission man.
3: accomplished. Kenny, thank you yeah, so much. this was great, man. Thank you guys for having me. You know, we, we was able to talk so long that it's now a sunny day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.